In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Anthony and Father Tom. In darkest night, you are close like no other. I know you as a father. I know you as a friend. And I, I will live in the goodness of God. Yeah. All my life. St. Julie Billiard would say, how good is the good God? How good is the good God? Oh yes, he is always good. And he's good to you. And he's good to me. 
and he makes us grateful for all that he has given us. He's given us his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's given us the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He's given us health, mind and body. Praise God. I'm reading from Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 35. It's after Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. Imagine, the Son of God, who is God, needed to pray. How much more do we need to pray? You see, people say, I want you to become my spiritual director, but I can't be a director if you don't pray. It's all about praying. It's all about praying and the things that come up during prayer. Listen to what Simon does. And Simon and his companions hunted for Jesus. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. In other words, let's put up a tent and let the people come and be healed as you preach the gospel. That's not what Jesus wants. He says, he answered, let us go to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message of the kingdom there also, for that is what I came to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message of the kingdom in their synagogues and casting out demons. You see, Peter was working in the flesh. Everybody's looking for you. Come on back. Come on. Let's pitch up a tent. Let's have people come. Jesus said, no, I'm an itinerant preacher. I go from one place to the next. That's my will, and it should be your will, Simon. As we operate from the spirit, not the flesh, as Jesus was, we know God's will for our life. We know the Father's will. And it's about getting in the secret place with Jesus and getting in prayer. Have you prayed today? Have you communed with heaven? Prayer is just communication with heaven. If we want to receive heaven's blueprints for our lives, heaven's plan, heaven's DNA, heaven's infusions, we got to get alone with Jesus. The Bible tells us that Jesus went in a desert place. You know, it is good to pray as a community, but we need to have our own prayer life with Jesus. Because as we pray and we commune with the Father, Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we actually get infused light from heaven. And light infuses our soul, light infuses our mind. Prayer even changes our DNA. It can give us divine health. It can give us provision. When we pray, we draw in all of heaven and all of heaven's resources. And we break down the flesh. So prayer is the key to life. The first thing the devil will come against in your life is your life of prayer. Because we are only as strong as our prayer life is. Life in the spirit, life in the river is a life of prayer. St. Paul said, 
pray always. Now, we don't need to be saying verbal prayers always, but that just means commune with God always. Always be in commune and always be in unity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Always be in communion with the Lord Jesus Christ. Last night, I was talking to two priests, Father Matt and Father Jason, and I liked being with them. But at the end, I said, I have to go because I want to wake up tomorrow to pray. That's important. Because if I don't pray in the morning, I don't usually pray. So I have to do it in the morning. And this morning, I was graced with the presence of God. I was graced with the presence of God this morning. It was so good to be graced with the presence of God. Peter, don't worry about the crowds. I went away to pray so that we could do this work of preaching and healing. Verse 40, chapter 1, Mark's Gospel. A leper came to him. Now, leprosy could have been a, a scab on your face. And you know, they had no antibiotics, so it would spread. And they were not allowed to be outside where the people were. They were in leper colonies. A leper came to him begging and kneeling, he said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I do choose. Be made clean. Last night we were praying with Mary for her back. And as we started, she could barely get out of the chair. And at the end, she just jumped up. God just moved in Mary. It was beautiful to see this woman of God, she's a woman of God, Mary is, that she would be healed by the grace of the living God. This is so amazing, so amazing. And so these are the things that happen to you if you pray. The scripture says, they shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall be healed. It does not say, priests shall lay hands upon the sick. It says, everyone, they, you and I and everyone else shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall be healed. Those who believe, and you as a believer, you're qualified to do the work of Jesus. We were praying last night for women who could not have a baby. We're dealing with infertility, and we release the life of Christ upon their womb so that they would conceive. And as I was praying, I saw two young baby boys around the mom. You did? Yeah. So, you know, the Holy Spirit reveals secrets to his children. So if you're dealing with infertility right now, in Jesus' name, take authority 
over that spirit. I command it to leave and we release the life of Christ into your womb. That you will conceive, that you will be a wonderful mother, that you will have abundant life and children, and that God's plans for your life will be carried out in Jesus' mighty name. May the anointing fill you from the crown of your head to the bottom of your feet. We are also praying for other people, and the light, the power of God was falling upon them, and they were coughing up and they were losing all of all of their they were losing all of the, the the spirits that were keeping them down of depression anxiety any spirits that came in from the world people were getting delivered and freed last night um there was a spirit of rest not before we even prayed but just in the worship the lord released a spirit of rest upon everyone in that church that busyness it's it's good to be busy for the Lord, but busy. But we need our Sabbath rest, our body, our mind, our spirit, our souls. We need rest. That's why Jesus went out to the desert place. That's why God gave us the Sabbath, because in our rest is when God is able to download and release new blessings into us and infuse us with his light. As we are doing work, doing things for the kingdom, it's good. But it's like when we pray. You want to pray shaka tobo ma yete kase horatadabasa. We pray, but then we receive. Then we receive. So that spirit of rest that was in the prayer meeting, we release it now in Jesus' name. That peace will come upon you. Peace. And you know, you'll have the grace to be still with the Lord. Because the anointing comes from solitude and stillness with God. And it can be hard sometimes. But you just need to be still with God for today. Give him five minutes and let him infuse you with his light. It's good to start with 1% of the day. That's 15 minutes a day. That's not much. And you say, what do I do when I go to pray? Take the scriptures. Maybe you just want to meditate on the 23rd Psalm, The Lord is My Shepherd. Let's continue. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched the leper and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately, there's that word again, the leprosy left him and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying, See that you say nothing to anyone. Well, that's the worst thing you can say to somebody because he's going to go blab it to the world. Why does Jesus say that? Because the great miracle is not the cleansing of a leper, but the great miracle is seen on the cross, cleanses our soul, from sin through the blood of Jesus. See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer your cleansing, what Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the word so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country and people came to him from every quarter 
I'm going to tell you when Anthony and I come into the room uh, on a Wednesday evening, we have people that we pray with immediately. They come up to us. They need something. Now, I could say, well, we're going to pray at 9 o'clock. No, no, no. If they come up, they have a need. We're going to take care of the need the best way that we could. We're going to pray for them. That's just the way it is. You know, you have a healing service in your church. You'll fill the church because people are in need of healing. You'll fill the church. But we never had a healing service. Maybe you need to start one and tell the priest, you have power to heal the sick. He'll say, I have no power. Oh, yes, you have. It's been given to you in your baptism, in your confirmation, and in your ordination especially. You have power to heal the sick. We need to let the priest know that they have power to heal the sick. This is wonderful. As I said, we walked into the room and people come up to us in a line. They want to be prayed with. That wasn't even the time to pray for people, but people are needy and poor, just like me, needy and poor. And you know what? We meet that with prayer, prayer, prayer. Let it be done unto you according to your faith. So do you have faith today that Jesus wants to heal you? Soul, body, soul, body, spirit. Do you have faith today that Jesus wants to then use you for power? He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. I certainly was never qualified. But as I stepped out in faith, as I believed in faith, let it be done unto me according to your faith. Faith is a substance. So the first part of the substance is you get where the substance is. You get where the glory is. You receive that impartation of heaven. And then you step out in faith. And every time you step out, God equips you with power and power and power on your life. I remember when I had never got a prophetic word before, really, in my life, but I've seen so many people operating in it through Father Tom's conferences. And it was Halloween in Salem. And there was thousands and thousands 50,000 people come to see the witch houses and the psychics. And I just felt inspired to make a sign that said free prophetic readings and cut the people off before they went to see Madame Fufu. And I texted Father and I said, Father, you know, can I do this? And he said, go. So I was standing out in front of the psychic office with the sign free prophetic readings. But I had never got a prophetic word from the Lord before. But I know who my father is. And I know that if God gives, puts on my heart to do something, he gives us the grace to do it. And he'll never let me down. So as the first person came up and I started praying for them, all of a sudden God just started revealing to me secrets and prophecy over their life. And I just started speaking what came into my mind. And the spirit of prophecy fell on me. And I just closed my eyes and I just did it in faith. And by the end, the person was shaking under the power of God. They said, how do you know this? I said, because Jesus told me and he wants your life. He loves you he has a plan for you. 
Right now is a day that you give Jesus your life and enter into eternity. And he gave his life to the Lord. I pray that he got filled by the Holy Spirit. He was filled by the power of God. And he never made it in the psychic office. Now you see, it wasn't because I was qualified. I was unqualified. I had no idea what I was doing. But as I stepped out in faith, God anointed it. And he wants to do the same for you. Stepping out in faith. Remember Peter said to Jesus, If it is you, Lord, have me come on over the water. And Peter started to walk on the sea until the winds were blowing and the waves got high and he fell. His faith failed him. He said to Jesus, Save me, lest I die. You see, everyone wants to criticize Peter, but he's the only one that got out of the boat. Amen. He's the only one. Let's continue. Chapter 2 of Mark. When he returned to Capernaum after some days, that's where Jesus did most of his teaching and his preaching and his healing and deliverance. It was reported that he was at home. That means he's at Simon Peter's house. That was his home. So many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door. Again, there's going to be a healing service. The people flooded the house and could not even let people in because they were at the door. Crowds were at the door. You see, things haven't changed since the days of Jesus. There were as many needy people today as there was then. What's next? He was speaking the word to them. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Then some people came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And after having dug through, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. These four friends are wonderful friends. Do your friends bring you to Jesus? If not, dump them. Just dump them. If they cause you to sin, dump them quickly. You say, but I don't want to judge them. You're not judging them. If your friend doesn't bring you to Jesus, he's not your friend. These four people were friends of the paralytic. They went out of their way to lower the mat before Jesus. They went out of their way. They dug a hole in the roof. This is extraordinary. These four people were real friends of the paralytic. When Jesus saw their faith, whose faith? The four men, not the paralytic. He saw their faith. He said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, why does this fellow speak in this way? 
It is blasphemy. Oh, no, it's not blasphemy. Jesus has the power to forgive sins. He still forgives sins in the confessional. And great things happen in the confessional. Yeah, they do. I love confession so much. It brings such freedom and peace and joy and love over my life. Even in Steubenville, over a thousand kids went into confession before the services and their faces were glowing and radiant coming out of the confessional. Every sin that was between them and God was wiped away and the sacramental grace came in and healed the wounds that were causing those sins. But it says, whose faith saved the man it was his friend's faith so you know what your faith can save your friends maybe your friend you have someone who's not paralyzed in the physical but they're paralyzed spiritually Jesus sees your faith and your love for them and that faith can save them you know we breathe in the love we receive the love for the father that's love and then we breathe it out upon the people of our lives that's charity and we're going to be judged on love and charity the most. But as you have this supernatural faith, you know, when someone sees me or Father Tom in the Holy Spirit and the glory of God, we don't have to ever tell someone Jesus is real. I don't get into arguments about the reality of Jesus when I'm preaching. Because the witness of my life, the power on my life, the power on Father Tom's life, the joy, the peace, the love they bring. People, they're converted. They're converted by the witness of our life. God wants people to be converted by the witness of your life. Conversion should be easy. Evangelism should be easy. Because you don't evangelize by words. You evangelize by power. You evangelize by your life. By your eyes glowing with the fire of Jesus. You know, Paul said, I didn't come preaching wise and persuasive words, but I came in the power of God. When someone sees a miracle, when someone sees a healing, when someone sees a demon break off someone, there's no more arguing if Jesus is real or not. Jesus wants to vest you with that power, but that power only comes through intimacy by your prayer life with him. That power comes through intimacy with your prayer life. Jesus Christ loves you so much. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.